This is Digital Health Today, Episode 10. Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators, and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Hello, and welcome back to Digital Health Today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall. Have you heard of 99designs? One of the top pieces of advice I give to anyone getting a new product, company, or solution off the ground is to get great designers involved in your project early. But look, I understand that not everyone has the budget to add a design professional to their team. Fortunately, in this wonderful connected world, there are solutions available, and one that I highly recommend for conveniently finding talented graphic artists is 99designs. 99designs is a global network of over 1.2 million designers who compete to create your custom logos, websites, flyers, business cards, you name it. All you do is set up your project, provide some background, and then multiple designers compete to create a custom design for you. You get to give feedback on the designs and you get your pick. About 400,000 happy customers around the world use their service and you can be next. And get this, they promise to deliver a design you love or you can get your money back. Check out some success stories and get designers working on your project today by visiting digitalhealthtoday.com slash nine nine. You don't have to spend time in hospitals to be familiar with Philips products. Formed in 1891, originally Philips made light bulbs before expanding into consumer electronics. Now you can find the Philips nameplate on products ranging from domestic appliances and personal care to MRI and ECG systems. You may not have noticed, but Philips has been making some significant changes to its strategy and structure recently. In May 2016, it IPO'd its lighting business, spinning that company out to stand on its own while the consumer lifestyle and healthcare divisions were merged into one. You can imagine this is a significant shift when one of the world's largest companies works to leverage its strengths in healthcare and consumer products, it's time to take notice. Philips makes great products. They're led by smart, tough management, and they have excellent sales and support teams. But how do you take a 125-year-old company and reposition it to embrace the continuum of care from the home to the hospital? In June, I sat down with Hans Notenbaum while I was in Amsterdam for the European eHealth Week. Hans is the global head of digital at Philips Healthcare, and we spoke about what Philips is doing to create a spirit of entrepreneurship and innovation. We also spoke about their new health suite platform that they're opening up to developers and how Philips is using its position to create medical-grade solutions that work in the home as well as they do in the hospital. Unfortunately, some of the links we discussed during our conversation have changed, so I've compiled all the correct URLs in the show notes. You can access all those notes at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 10. Now let's dive into the interview. Hans, thanks very much for taking time to speak with me today. You're welcome. So uh, Hans, I've given a little bit of background for the listeners. Can you fill in some of the gaps about your personal and professional journey that's taking you to where you are today? Uh, yeah, I, I- yeah, I can, I can actually go back to about 25 years ago. I started in business informatics. I actually, for about a year, did some programming on mainframe computers. But then I had a chance to move into a, a domain which was at that time called uh, New Media. Mm-hmm. And for the listeners, that's before internet as we know it existed. So we were working with uh, diskettes and, and CD-ROMs and all kinds of titles. I remember that. And actually, since then, I always stayed in that same domain of... Uh, interactivity, new media, uh, new forms of communication, a little bit of marketing, and what we now see as the internet as the the big driver of a lot of activities. Uh, I've always been in that space, and uh, I was lucky to be able to join a company like Philips. Uh, I'm a Dutch person, so I'm proud of the Philips heritage, obviously, 
but it was also a good opportunity for me to dive into what I know best in a company that's transforming rapidly. So I've had a blast for the last eight years, and I think we're transforming into a, a digital company and next to transforming into a healthcare company. We'll come to that later, I guess. <laughs> exactly. You're the global head of digital, is that right? I've had a number of roles in the organization. I've looked at digital from a group perspective for a mm -hmm. while. I looked at digital from a healthcare perspective. And since one and a half years, I now dive into one of the business groups uh, called Healthcare Informatics. And I'm now looking after digital there. Okay. And the interesting thing is that when we hear digital, we think maybe about digital marketing, mm -hmm. online sales or digital service. But actually, in this business, it's much broader because our products are becoming more and more digital. We build digital platforms. We need to find digital ways to engage with our customers. So it's, it's much more than just a digital marketing role that I have. But I try to bring the digital message that we have as a company across to our, our customers and our stakeholders. So we're recording this interview, what is this, June 8th, and we're at the eHealth Week conference in Amsterdam. Just a few weeks ago, you guys IPO'd your lighting business, and the business is going through rapid transformation. Can you tell us some of the things that, that's happening there with the changes and how that affects the, the health division? Yeah, obviously, this is not a change that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something that we uh, already are on a journey for quite a while. But indeed, this example of the lighting going IPO is one more example of the Royal Philips uh, completely focusing on what we call health technology. And for that reason, we brought together our consumer lifestyle division and our healthcare division into one. And because we do that, we can actually look beyond the traditional boundaries of healthcare, maybe looking beyond within the hospital walls. And we now look at what we call the health continuum. So uh, not just about diagnosis and treatment, stuff you typically see within hospital, mm -hmm. and we already have a lot of solutions there. But from our link to the consumer space, we can also look further upfront at healthy living and how to uh, incentivize people to lead a more healthier lifestyle and how we can measure and monitor that, which leads to better prevention. And at the other end of the scale, we also look at home care. So making sure that people can live more independently at home while still being monitored. And that whole health continuum is the focus of Philips. Well, and you guys are really well placed to take advantage of that. How, how do you then position your, your businesses now? Because I understand I spoke to Jeroen a little while ago, and he was saying there are three main groups or sectors within Philips as it's currently structured. Connected Health is one of the divisions that you're in. Or what, yes. if I, I say divisions, a business unit or a business groups. If business you want group. to use okay. the term, okay. terminology within okay. Philips, yes. So the traditional business within the hospital around imaging is one of the business groups. Our consumer lifestyle division is one of the business groups who actually focus purely on personal health. And then uh, Connected Care and Healthcare Informatics is the business group where I'm part of. And that's the area where we look at all the uh, connectivity and the healthcare IT uh, boundaries behind it. So I worked for Stryker in the U.S. some years ago, and I've always admired Philips being based here in the Netherlands and having a very global outlook. Obviously, the U.S. is a very important market to us, a lot of activity happening there. But if you look at the way we are organized, I think we're organized in 17 different regions. I think that's an example of how we look at the world as a global playground. And what do you do in your role as the global head of digital? What, what sorts of things are you getting involved in? I know it's very new because it's, it's sort of a new paradigm that you guys are working on at Philips. But what are some of the expectations that you have for your role and the things that you're going to be doing in it? So within the specific business that I'm focusing on now uh, called healthcare informatics, uh, solutions and services, we actually look at three different elements of healthcare informatics. 
Uh, one area is the typical uh, hospital IT systems uh, that we use to, for instance, uh, uh, capture and store our imaging data and make that available for the radiologist and the cardiologist, which is a, a huge amount of data that we manage on behalf of the hospitals. So that's one business. The second part is that we see that part of what we need to achieve is based on transformation, helping healthcare institutions transform. For that, we have our healthcare transformation services business that helps organizations to make the transition to connected care or whatever challenges they have. And then the third business is actually not really a business in the in sense that we're going to sell this product, uh, but it's a business where we build our health suite digital platform. And that platform we see as the enabler underneath our own solutions across that health continuum, as I sketched it. So not just inside the hospital walls, but also outside. That's mm-hmm. why it's a cloud-based platform. Uh, but we're also opening it up to external partners. It's an open platform. It's not Philips proprietary. It's an open platform based on open standards, a secure platform. And we open it up to uh, healthcare institutions so that we can create solutions together. We can co-create them together or in the future also to external partners or developers or startups. Because we know that building a robust platform that can fuel the whole health ecosystem and handle that a massive amount of data is not easy. Uh, There are not a lot of parties that can do it. And actually, honestly, not everybody wants to do it because it's also a bit boring. Mm -hmm. And you want to focus on the innovation. And that's why we are building the platform so that we allow others to uh, accelerate as well. That's a lot of research and development that you guys are investing to do all those different things. How is that structured then? Is that, is that geographically located around the world or do you have that very much centralized with a very global outlook? It's around the world. Typically, we do have a lot of research knowledge in different places in the world already. So we're leveraging that. It's partly in the U.S., Obviously, Silicon Valley is, is a place for us to be, but also in the Netherlands and in India and other places, uh, we actually combine all of that knowledge together in a virtual team because there's not one place where we can actually do all the work. We work together across the globe. So let's talk about the Health Suite platform. So I just got a little bit of a demo of it down at your booth. Where is that in development? Is that being rolled out currently? Is it available for developers? And can you tell us a little bit more about what you're looking for and what you, where you see that going in the next uh, two to three years? Yeah. So what we see coming in the next two to three years is definitely that it's going to be available and opened up to uh, external developers, third parties. The platform is already existing. It's mm-hmm. up and running. It's, uh, but it's not coming in the background. It's not open yet. We are using it to create solutions uh, in partnership with healthcare institutions today. Okay. And we're preparing now also to be able to provide it in a, in a good and sensible way to uh, third parties as well. Uh, with all the proper support behind it that you would expect then uh, with terms of uh, um, open standards. So we have uh, software examples, uh, support. Uh, so we're preparing for that. And what I don't give the- you a timeline yet, but uh, uh, you can expect some, uh, some information pretty soon. Okay, so I saw the diabetes solution downstairs. What else is the health suite being used for? Currently, what are some of the applications? So, on the one hand, we use Health Suite uh, to make our own propositions and our own solutions that we already have to make them more cloud-based and more open and uh, store the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we do that, for instance, for our healthcare informatics business. Um, uh, so, it's to make our own products and solutions better, if you will. And then we have partnership with a number of institutions around the globe where we are building solutions, uh, like the diabetes example that you show uh, mm-hmm. have seen which we created together with Rockbout. We have another one uh, going on as well. So there are two things that you mentioned earlier that I thought were, were 
interesting topics for discussion and we could go really deep in these, but I know we don't have the time to do it. You mentioned two things, which you guys are focused on uh, the design and the consumer experience, which, you know, I know that Philips is always focused on that. I just went through your virtual reality simulator next door and saw what you're doing there. So some great work on the consumer experience, but also the data side. So how do you see those two things stacking up within your business and how are you resourcing both the experience piece, um, but then also juxtapositioning that with the, the data uh, that's being generated and how you utilize that for population health. Yeah, I think the one cannot live without the other. We do believe that the, the customer experience is the, the thing that will make success out of uh, solutions. Actually, it's not just for the patient or the consumer or their family. It's also the experience that we deliver to healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. That's why we already have uh, for a very long time uh, a section called Philips Design. And they are, are very uh, focused on, on creating the best experience possible, either in our products, but also now in digital experiences. On the other hand, if you don't have the data properly organized, you can want everything you would like, but it will not happen. I think that's another area where we uh, look for collaboration, because we see that uh, you can only be successful if there's uh, trust in data and that there are standards. Mm -hmm. uh, only yesterday, we actually had a whole uh, event in our headquarters called uh, Data Trust in Healthcare. Uh, and we had the Dutch Minister of Health even speaking there. And that's to showcase how important we think that it's to, to collaborate in the industry to define those standards. Uh, because only based on those open standards, we can get the data together in a meaningful way. And also in a way that doctors and healthcare professionals can rely on, that they can trust. Because it's easy to store your steps, but it's harder to store the type of data that in three years time, a physician can still look back at and understand how that data came about with the device uh, generated the data under what circumstances. And that's the type of data that you actually need to build meaningful healthcare solutions. Philips is a massive company. And, and I hear a lot of talk about innovation. You just mentioned that you have this, this design group that, that's been within Philips for quite some time. How do you foster that, that spirit of innovation? Because I, I think a lot of people, we turn to startups and we think, well, you've got to be three people you know, working in a small room or you have to be in a, a big building with slides and beanbag chairs and ping pong tables in order to really have that sort of spirit of creativity. You're, in a lot of people's minds, sort of a traditional healthcare company, also with a strong consumer presence. How do you as a business create that innovation and that, that environment where people can, can create and collaborate? We actually try to be the best of both worlds. So yes, we do have that entrepreneurial spirit that generates new innovations. And you've seen some of those results at the booth mm -hmm. with our mini care um, blood testing device, uh, which comes out from a much more um, startup type of uh, business and that we now try to scale up and bring mainstream. On the other hand, we take all the knowledge that we have within Philips and try to bring that together to co-create with our partners on solutions. Mm -hmm. We call that HealthSuite Labs. And the idea behind it is that if we bring our own knowledge from our transformation business, from Philips Design, from Philips Research, from our Digital Accelerator Lab, if we bring that all together and then we bring in the stakeholders that have a specific challenge in healthcare, uh, that could be physicians, could be nurses, could be uh, people from the uh, insurance part, the payer side, uh, could be even patients. And together we co-create inside of pressure cooker type of way, then we can find new solutions much quicker and much faster than uh, the traditional ways if you want.
We're here at eHealth Week. Phillips has sponsored the event. You've got a big booth downstairs. I know Yarun's doing a keynote talk later, uh, either today or tomorrow. He's going to talk about uh, some of the findings and research that you guys have done. If people were able to go downstairs and see your booth, what would they see? Can you take us through some of the sections of what's available there? Uh, yeah, what we try to create is a, is a broad view of how Philips today is focused on, on healthcare and health technology. Uh, so it ranges from the things we do in the hospital with our healthcare informatics business. We also look at uh, the monitoring side of things. Uh, already in the US, uh, a million people are monitored through devices from Philips at home. Um, so we're showcasing some of that. Uh, also the monitoring that happens in the hospital where we have just introduced a new biosensor, which we showcase. Uh, on the other side, you see more the personal health business with new devices that we bring to market like the health watch and smart weight scale. Um, we're not the only ones doing that, but our ambition is more towards the medical grade type of uh, uh, area so that these devices can be integrated in new scenarios. Yeah. Uh, but our platforms, and that's the last kiosk that we have, is around the Health Suite digital platform. Our platform is open, so uh, Philips equipment or other equipment, we're open to integrating it all. So we showcase some of the platform developments. And then we do, at the center of the booth, we do what we call health collaboration talks. Uh, because we believe it's not just Philips that can handle the big challenges we have in healthcare today. We need to work together. And we showcase examples of where we work with partners in the industry, uh, either around mental health with Trimbos, which is a Dutch uh, mental health institution, mm -hmm. uh, or with Seals, which is a telehealth uh, provider. And we create solutions together to advance on, on healthcare delivery or on scale or on new, new innovations. And then the last piece to mention is um, the launch, which just happened of the Future Health Index. Uh, that has been a big research study that we mm -hmm. conducted in 13 countries where we asked about 200 uh, healthcare professionals and 2,000 consumers in each country about their perceptions of the healthcare and the state of health in their, their country. That could be around uh, how they see the, the role of the patient in taking care of their own health. Uh, a whole range of questions. And we were showing at the booth uh, some of the data that we collected through those surveys so that you can play around with it. You can compare your country to other countries. You can see what the difference in answering is between a healthcare professional and a consumer. And based on that, we just want to illustrate that we need to understand also the perception in the markets around healthcare, mm -hmm. because we can create all the nice innovations we want, but in the end, it's about deploying it at scale. And for that, you need to understand the sentiment and the perception with the people that it's all about. The data that you mentioned, the screen that you can play around with comparing the different countries, is that available online? Is there any way that people listening to this later can have yes. access to that? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can go to www.ourfuturehealth.com mm -hmm. and uh, there they can find the, the whole uh, information about the study. And I think they can even play around with the data and uh, register for uh, downloading the report. Terrific. And you know, one of the things I hear a lot as we're talking about innovation, based on the age of people when they're normally getting unwell and developing chronic diseases and, and trying to live with them at home and take care of themselves is that a lot of people say, oh, well, older people, 65 or older, 70 or older, they pick a number, 80 or older, won't use technology. Did your study look at that at all to see what the acceptance of, of a, quote, older population? Yes, some uh, of the questions actually do refer to those type of mm -hmm. uh, perceptions and sentiments of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know the data from my heart, so I don't right. know the answer. But from personal observation, I can tell you that although a couple of years back, elderly people 
were hesitant towards new technologies. Mm -hmm. I see that shifting rapidly. Uh, I see my parents and they're in their uh, 70s now. They are on all the social channels and they're using devices like I'm doing as well. So I think things are changing rapidly. Uh, obviously, the, the younger generation has been brought up with all of these devices and new technologies, but also elderly people are catching up quickly. So I think in many markets, there's less of an issue than there was in the past. So you just brought up social media. Is social media part of the strategy as well? Are you guys active in creating an environment where people can engage and have their questions answered through social media, things like that? Well, it's a good point you raised there because we believe that it's not just the patient that should take care of their own health um, mm -hmm. and, and take more control there and, and manage their own data. In fact, you see that in many cases, it's around the network around them. It's their family, their friends, right. uh, their care network. So it's uh, the social elements of itself that also help in uh, people uh, leading a better life. Uh, collaborating with their peers with their that have similar diseases, uh, connecting with their care network, um, connecting with their family. I think that's all part of the solution and the platforms and the solutions that we bring should also take into account that element. Great. And you mentioned that your health suite platform is open and you're looking, you're open to working with partners on it. How would people listening to this find a way to engage with Philips? Do they go to their local country website? Is there a developer website that they can go to, to the, find best, uh, the best way to go is uh, www.philips.com slash health suite. Uh, that leads you to a page where the latest information about the health suite and the health suite platform and some of the examples that we showcased here are available. They can register there and be kept up to date when we launch, uh, for instance, the developer portal. And is there anything that you guys are working on for the sort of startup or uh, early stage business community? Are you guys working on any hackathons or boot camps or incubators, anything like that, that uh, Philips has going on around the world? Yeah, we do. And uh, actually, three weeks ago, we had the Dutch Hacking Health Hackathon here in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. uh, four university medical centers organized a hackathon in their own location. And Philips was one of the partners that provided the platform to these developers so that they can already play around uh, and create scenarios and solutions uh, for the specific challenges that they had. And uh, it was interesting to see that there was a wide variety of, uh, of uh, challenges and needs. And the other personal interesting thing that I witnessed is that instead of a normal hackathon, where you see an engineer on stage presenting a thing that he wants to do and collecting a team around him. Mm -hmm. In this case, it were the patients on stage and they were talking about their challenges during their daily life and what they would like to achieve. And they were collecting the team around them. And they were taking ownership. And that was very in inspiring to see because these are patients that have a struggle in daily life probably every day. <laughs> and then you can see what, what technology can do for them and how excited they are to have a team around them that actually looks at their problem and tries to find solutions. You've been with Philips for about eight years. You've been in digital for most of your career. All, all of it. Uh, almost all, all of it. What has you most excited then in the healthcare space? What technologies or promise or uh, outcome, what, what has you most excited? Do you see a lot of different things in the digital space overall? I see a lot of things uh, happening. What I'm excited about is the speed and, uh, which new developments come to life. Yeah. I still see a big challenge in bringing it to scale and deploy it. And the, the biggest challenge that I see there is the explosion of data. I do believe that if we start bringing more and more data 
together around me as a person, that we will see new things happening, new possibilities, new correlations. And you see that the amount of data is really explosively growing. If you look now at your MRI scans, that's already a massive amount of data. But if we dive deeper into the cellular level with pathology, or even into your DNA with genomics, we generate even more data. Managing that data is, is a big opportunity and also a big challenge that we have ahead of us. Well, Hans, thanks very much for taking time with me today. Is there anything else that you'd like to, to say before we conclude the interview? No, I'm really excited to be in the healthcare space now because so much uh, exciting stuff is happening. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, working with everybody else in the industry to, uh, to find new solutions and meaningful innovation. Great. And the best ways for people to follow what Philips is doing, is it on the Twitter handle at Philips or at Philips uh, Health? At Philips, at Philips Health. Those Twitter handles uh, give you good insights. And the other thing I could mention for the audience is on LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn group called Innovations in Health. And that's a big group of people that are already working together to d- discuss all the newest innovation. And Philips is, is part of that discussion as well. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that, Hans. You're welcome. Thank you. So there you have it. After this interview, Philips CEO Jeroen Taz gave a keynote talk at the European eHealth Week conference. The talk was entitled, Empowering People Through Human-Centered Connected Care. He talked about overcoming barriers for successful population health management. He discussed the result of a new report, which is called the Future Health Index. It's an extensive international study Philips undertook. The report explores how 13 countries are positioned to address long-term global health challenges using integration and connected care technologies. It compares different regions and demographics, and it even goes into the barriers to adoption and the use of technology based on the age of the population. The results might surprise you. The report is a little hard to find, so I've made a copy available in the show notes. Just visit digitalhealthtoday.com slash 10, that's the number 10, and you'll be able to download a copy of the report there. Attention developers, OpenShift Online is an online service developed by the team at Red Hat. OpenShift allows developers to build any app, anywhere, at any scale. Now that they've built the service, they want to see what health apps you can build with it. Got an idea for an app that helps manage a chronic illness? How about one that inspires behavior change to help users eat better or exercise more regularly? Thinking of something else entirely? If it promotes healthy living and you build or update it to run an OpenShift Online next generation, your app will be up for some awesome prizes. In fact, over $150,000 of prizes are available, and it's all up for grabs. But hurry, you have less than two months to submit. All entries must be submitted by September 21st, 2016. Eligibility, submission requirements, and judging criteria can be viewed online. Just visit digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash openshift and view all the details. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Digital Health Today. Don't forget to visit iTunes and leave a review and a star rating. You can get in touch with me directly on Twitter at HealthTechDan or drop me a line on host at digitalhealthtoday.com. We have more great guests in store for you coming up soon. So until next time, keep on innovating.